first off, thank you for agreeing to do this interview. Um, if you don't mind, would you introduce yourself, tell us who you are and how long you've been involved in film and running the Victoria Film Festival? Uh, I'm Kathy Kay. I'm the festival director for the Victoria Film Festival. And I've been doing this, I think this is my 27th festival. Oh, wow. So no, it can't be. No, it can't be. It's the 27th festival. So it's my 24th. <laughs> okay. Either way, a long time. And this, I imagine, is one of the it's a very different festival than it's ever been in the past. Um, how has the pandemic required you to reevaluate the festival? Well, we can't have an in-person festival. So, you know, we had to rethink it entirely. And, and the way the, you know, the situation was changing in terms of whether theaters could be open or not changed. And so, you know, the whole process to get to where we are right now um, has been, you know, evolving. Um, throughout the year and lots of plans got made that had to be discarded um, and so right now um, all we're allowed to do is uh, screen online and uh, so we're doing that and we've come up with a, a pass that at uh, an incredibly low value um, or price I should say that um, that enables people to, to watch uh, any of the films they want at the festival over the 10 days. Is there anything that you in particular have um, had to do to make all of this happen behind the scenes that people wouldn't realize just by getting a, a ticket and watching the festival? Um, well, I think, I think the things we've had to do are, you know, come up with a, a new ticketing system because we have to appease the distributors and the filmmakers in terms of that their films will be safe. So that meant that we had to have a system that meshed with the, um, the company that sends the films over, over channels. So um, that was interesting and, and, and a great expense. Um, that we hadn't been anticipating until we got to that point. Um, and so we had to, you know, come up with the two partners, the ticketing system and, and the, the provider, the media provider that would make it work so that people could watch it um, at home. And so, and then the other piece of it has been um, getting people to test their systems at home to see, you know, can I watch it on, you know, cast it onto my television or do I have to watch it on a computer and so we wanted people to know that before they they were buying tickets hopefully and and um, and that's been interesting because it's one thing to say you know a certain certain device will work like an, an apple box but it's another to um, to then you know if somebody's got an apple box that's that's you know five ten years old you know, it doesn't work in the same way that a newer one would. So all of those little pieces of the puzzle have been interesting trying to, to sort. Right. And have you witnessed or been working with other film festivals that have been operating under the current restrictions? Yeah, we had, um, I had lots of uh, talks with um, the Vancouver Film Festival. And then there was another group um, uh, of different festival directors in 
we kind of met up, you know, via Zoom uh, several times just to talk about the experiences, um, watched other, you know, webinars of, of film festivals um, that had gone through the process and, and that sort of, it gave us some, some direction and, and, you know, some heads up about, you know, issues that might pop up. Mm -hmm. um, this is perhaps not so different with COVID. I'm not sure you can tell me, but I've always wondered like how people choose the films because I imagine you're choosing from a vast array of films far above and beyond what is screening at the festival. Yeah, so that that actually hasn't had any impact from COVID. Um, we do a call for entry uh, that starts in April each year. Um, we get around a thousand entries. Uh, then we also go to other film festivals um, to look for films. But this year, of course, that was a bit different um, we, because we couldn't actually go to the festival. So we were watching online, um, like the Toronto Film Festival, which we typically go to. We weren't doing that this year. We had to watch the films online, and and it's it's fine. It's actually quite quite effective. But um, there is something about watching in person and and talking with your colleagues at festivals to get tips and heads up. Um, so yeah, so then we we do that, and then we have um, there's eight people in total who select the films, and we also have three people who pre-screen films. So that it's, it's, it, that was pretty much still the same. So you personally don't have to watch a thousand films? No, not personally, <laughs> though. I bet I, I get close to that every year. <laughs> um, but no, I, I don't watch all of those. I don't watch necessarily all the entries. I tend not to watch short films um, because there's, there's several other people who do that. Um, and I tend to be more looking at other other film festivals and seeing what they've got that's new and would work for us. Is there anything that you are personally especially excited about that's filming at the festival this year? Well, I, I mean, I love them all. <laughs> they're, they're all the babies. Um, so it's kind of hard to just pick uh, one. Um, I mean, I'm excited that we've got a you know, a local film, feature film in this year. We always uh, have some short films that are made locally, but it's it's really a, a treat when we get one that's that's um, that's a feature length film. Uh, I liked, uh, it was a film, Beast Beast, that I, I just loved. Um, and it's kind of got a bit of a Gus Van Sant feel and it's, it's about young people in school and an incident that happens. And, it's, it's quite a strong, exciting film. Um, are you worried about the fate of independent theaters and festivals going forward, even in recovering from the pandemic, given streaming services like Netflix and Amazon Prime? And Right. I, th I think it is a different thing to watch a film at home as opposed to going out and watching it in a theater. And I don't believe that that will come to an end because there is somehow a social element, uh, which I think people crave um, that theaters fulfill. I do worry about a lot of independent cinemas. I mean, we're lucky we have the big theater um, and because we're a, 
you know, a not-for-profit charity that runs a festival. We're an arts group. And so, you know, we have been getting support from the government that's been very helpful. Um, I worry about other independent cinemas that are just for-profit businesses and how are they going to be able to open their doors again after this long extended period. Because um, I don't, you know, I know I'm just not being very optimistic, but I, I really can't see them letting theaters open up in the near future. So I, I worry for them. Definitely me too. I also love the the community when or the the feeling of of watching a, a film on the big screen with a bunch of other people and I'll miss that this year as well um, yeah. but given that these are the situations that we're in how can listeners make the best of the pandemic and support uh, you and support the film festival and and um, not just uh, the film festival but independent cinema more broadly Right. Um, well, for us uh, in particular, you know, hopefully, you know, buy, buy a pass, buy a ticket. Um, there's so many great films that I think you'll, you'll easily get your money's worth if you bought a pass, um, because it's only $79 uh, for the entire 10 days and as many films as you want. Um, in terms of supporting independent cinema, you just have to keep going or, or you know, if you find an indie film online, uh, you can keep looking for that. But I think you, you need to keep reading independent digests and things like that so that you get a sense of what's out there. Uh, it's so easy to just get caught up in the mainstream of, of cinema, this, you know, with Cineplex and, and uh, the big Hollywood budgets that you don't see what else is out there. And so it takes a bit of work and digging, but I think it really can enrich your life watching films that have different outlooks and everything's not you know black or white and uh the ending isn't you know you don't know from the opening scenes so so i think those are ways totally and i guess i was going to ask you as well like why should people support um indie cinema or, or films and you kind of got to the answer there and and maybe one of the best ways that people can find out why they want to support independent films is by going and watching them and seeing how different they are. Yeah, it's true. It's just, um, the film in particular seems to really have such an impact and to be able to look at different lifestyles and philosophies, um, it just, it opens your mind up and, and enriches your life. Okay, well, thank you so much for speaking with me and I wish you and the film festival a great success as much as possible, given everything going on. Is there anything else you want to add or say? No, that's, that's about all. Thank you for, for taking time to do the interview. Okay, you're welcome. Take care, Kathy. Bye-bye.